Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Avatar, the last airbender. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we begin our season three journey with Avatar, the last airbender, or book three, Fire. And uh, we start out with angsty airbender kid? angsty avatar kid uh ang's got some stuff he's dealing with everyone um and so we, we watch him process all of that and yes this is not the most important part of that but to begin i feel it is essential that we note hair ang has hair Allison, has hair what did you think of this <laughs> premiere uh, I haven't actually checked what Noel's name is today, but I sort of was, I was trying to predict what it would be, and I thought it would be Ang's head stubble, but it's not tur- no, it's turtle just, duck something? It's just turtle duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm tired. I couldn't come up with anything clever today. You know what? That's okay, because turtle duck, I just am glad to be reminded of their existence, as apparently is Zuko. Um, you know, my overwhelming feeling is just that I, I had... The feeling starting this episode that I often do when I start the finale of a show I really love, which I te- I'm one of those people that tends to wait. Um, if I'm not reviewing it and there's a series finale, I sometimes will save it for actual years. Uh, I waited years to watch the Parks finale. I waited um, years to watch the 30 Rock finale. Anyway, uh, where I just am sort of not ready for it to be over. So... Um, all of the sort of pieces that you can kind of begin to see moving into place. I was like, no, no, I'm not ready. This I want, I wanted to keep going. This is not okay. Um, but you know, it's hard to not want to immediately move on to the next one as well. Um, I think that there's something really interesting about watching Ang and Zuko and their parallel tracks continue in a way that I didn't expect at all, um, in a very Harry Potter book five kind of way, um, which I think is great. I re- I always really admire it when storytelling that's at least in part aimed at children allows them to be little buttholes because, especially if you've had a really rough time of it, um, every kid is occasionally a butthole. So it makes a lot of sense that that they would be self-destructive or lash out or make some really bad decisions because your whole brain is forming and all of your hormones are swirling around. How on earth could you possibly do the, do the right and wise thing at all possible times? Um, so watching Ang get more angsty as Zuko gets angsty in a different way was pretty captivating. Definitely. Um, Noel, how was this premiere for you? How much of this did you remember? Like almost none of it. <laughs> okay, I'm happy to say, like, I don't. I very, I have very unclear memories about this episode. Um, so I really enjoyed it. Like, I had completely forgotten that Azula traps Zuko like that with the whole. Yeah, no, I totally gave you credit for killing the Avatar. Hope that doesn't backfire on you. <laughs> and it's just like I had completely forgotten about that little pivot. No, I agree with Allison in that the the delightful ways in which that they just continue to put Aang and Zuko on these parallel tracks that illuminate both of them and as as like a duo, but also as like a pair, I think is really, really great. And then I think that the other thing that I really, really like about this episode is how it folds Roku into that cycle of both the avatar cycle but also this cycle of 
I saw it coming. I chose not to do anything about it. And the ways in which that that kind of implicates both Aang as someone who ran away, but Zuko as someone who seemingly knows better, but was tripped up and trapped in his own sense of what his honor is, what his family needs to be. And I really like all of how that all gets folded into why Roku didn't do anything, which we don't know yet, but I do and Kate knows. Um, but we'll find out. So I think that there's just a lot of really, really good stuff in this of people making bad decisions because they don't, they feel compelled to for some degree of shame or guilt. And I just really like watching that play out while we're against a literal storm again. The flip side is that we get windsurfing and that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. Like, uh, we've talked about Roku a little bit, but I also was just like, you know what? It's, it's handy when you're friends with the moon. That can come in handy sometimes. Uh, he literally has a friend in a very high place. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, I had forgotten that, that she, that UA returns briefly in this one. Um, and I always enjoy time with Roku. So looking forward to more on that but yeah watching ang like just get this other level to his guilt and his um you know what he's dealing with around the hundred year war um it's 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 a good way to revisit but but shade that beat um because we've watched him process and release some you know that guilt and that trauma but you know as so often you need to learn the same lesson in slightly different ways. <laughs> and so we're watching that now here. Um, yeah. As for Zuko, he clearly has forgotten his most important lesson of Azula always lies. Marcus says, I was thinking that Zuko should have immediately clarified with his father that, that, you know, clarified the avatar being dead with his father, because even before talking to Azula, he should be suspicious of her. And Yeah. Yeah. And Scotty says, oh, I'm sure Aang's moon friend won't be significant on the day of Black Sun at all. So we'll we'll see about that. Anyways, uh, having, uh, like, watching Zuko just walk, like, obviously no spoilers or anything, but, like, we're just walking, watching him walk right into, like, whatever Azula has planned or, like, the contingencies that she's planning for. And it's just, ugh. You stupid angry fire kid, <laughs> or the stupid fire kid. Now he's less angry. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And how can you? I mean, it's just we all have the you know he's got a blind spot for his family and his you know his trauma and his his abusers. And he's getting smooches now. Like that 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 makes things difficult. Getting smooches always gets makes mm-hmm. things difficult. Emo fire kid. Yeah, I think rather than angry fire kid. Yeah, too so many emotions. So many emotions. All of the feels. Marcus says, how much control does UA have? Can she make a permanent solar eclipse? The moon, that is. Um, I imagine if it comes up, we'll find out about it and we'll talk about it then. Uh, so what did you guys think of, you know, the brief bit we get with, uh, you know, our, our undercover good guys, the return of Pipsqueak and, oh, goodness, long The Duke. The Duke, thank you. And also the Katara kind of dealing with some of her anger. Yeah, this is our first, like, really kind of, like, large-scale exposure to Akoda. So, Allison, how did that go for you? Mm. I mean, it was really... 
pretty heartbreaking. Uh, you can understand why it is that that Katara is so upset and also how she might not actually totally realize it, which is both really funny, like watching her be like, why, why do you think I'm angry? I'm not angry. There's not a problem. Um, seemingly totally convinced of that fact um, while also just raging at every possible opportunity and the potential implications of her decision to let Sokka go find dad without her um, and, and how it might connect back to that. I thought it was just really effective watching everybody have all of those feelings. Emo water girl and um, angry airbender and emo fire kid emo fire boyfriend i'm a workshop yeah. it um but i thought that watching katara's story in a very different way have these connections to what's going on with ang and zuko and roku was really smart and effective um and it also her distress made my fear for ang so much more heightened um knowing both what it is that she was going through and how worried she must be um, and having some experience with shouldering a lot of concern about friends who are showcasing some self-destructive tendencies who may be putting themselves in a bad or vulnerable position in a way that I'm unable to help them. Um, it was very easy for me to connect to that piece of it. Um, I just thought it was really well done and a really good performance from Mae Whitman. It is. And I think your point about, the again putting Katara in sort of a parallel with Aang and Zuko is really really accurate and it really enhances like the episode as well I kept waiting for Toph to go she's lying whenever she said she wasn't angry (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I there's just I was glad that the show gave Katara that space um since Getting to Akota has always sort of been Zuko's thing without really considering what it meant for Katara to like see him again and what that meant. You mean Sokka? And Sokka, yes. Yeah. Thanks. What did I say? Zuko. Oh, gosh. I clearly need more caffeine. Hang on. So I think that that just allowed for a little more character development in terms of Katara and a different kind of shading because we've seen her get frustrated before but not like this and so again kids get to be jerks and I think that the show does a really nice job of allowing that space but it also allows for Toph and Katara to basically destroy half destroy a fire nation ship all on their own um can we talk about that because which is just badass i'm just so excited that that's where we're starting the season yeah (laughs) you know they're like not like let's let's pull things back a little bit like they obviously they're doing that with with ang right because he's been injured and everything that's a good way to to nerf him a bit but like but they're like oh no just wait (laughs) we're gonna start here and so then i just you know imagine where we're gonna end the season very exciting and then the serpent came back (laughs) what a um what a distressing punchline um really genuinely really funny but also like oh god um i like that Sokka is somehow like the um chicken little of the group i guess he's doomsaying everything and then they happen i just it was a really fun touch and a, a nice surprise um, that I should have seen coming because of the mention of Serpent's Pass, but mm-hmm. but I did not. 
Yeah, no, neither did I. I did not remember that. Because um, it, it feels like when they just mention it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I have a sense of the geography. And sure. No. no. Yeah. Um, the, the, the healing, I wonder how much we're going to get back to, like how much we're going to touch in on uh, Katara using her healing abilities on Aang as he's recovering and like kind of connecting in with like these, you know, the, the idea that it, that he's less physically injured than spiritually injured or psychologically injured. Um, and that he's got his energy is all like knotted. I thought that was an interesting idea, a way to, way to, to deal with that issue of like why he can't just be better right away. Um, and I'm hoping we get more of those shots of basically him, processing his emotions like when you you're getting a massage and you're like well there's just some tension and then the masseuse is working you're like yeah that's the spot okay i didn't realize it was there all of the tension is there um <laughs> did you guys have any other similar moments in, in this episode where you're like i hope we get more of that oh watching ang wrestle with the notion that the best thing for the world is for them all to believe sort of the worst of him was really powerful, but the total like burn it all down, regroup before victory. This marks a turn in my life moment of taking that damaged glider and letting it <laughs> sort of incinerate on the lip of this volcano was so epic. Ju- I mean, like I can understand why someone would want to make a live action adaptation of this story based solely on how badass and sad and powerful that moment is. Um, and also I can understand why that would fail. <laughs> so, um, but it was a hell of an image and I think a really compelling way to start the season, sort of the shedding of childish things and um, not that it's childish, but would represent that for him. One of the last connections to his childhood and um, the power and potency of that symbol and um, the sort of lightness and playfulness and all of the really wonderful things we've seen him do with that glider. It was really something else. Yeah. I was all concerned about it and then I, I and then I was like wait a second there are abandoned air temples where there's definitely a glider somewhere right this is not the only glider in existence it'll be okay it'll be okay Kate <laughs> no any other moments like that they would have to go to like the northern or southern air temples again or yeah. back to the or do you want to really go back to the northern air temple again do you want to see how much havoc the machinist has wrought I'm just saying, <laughs> when all of this is done, he can go. He, he can make another one, or he can go find another. It's not like it's the only one in all of existence. I was no. assuming he would find a way to make another one. Yeah, yeah, it'll be okay. No, I I really like the wound, like just the design of it's like kind of visceral and kind of pulpy, like both in terms of what it actually looks like, but also just in this show because we don't get, we see burns or teeth marks, but then we just, the big scar that we get is Zuko's. Mm -hmm. And so to now give Aang his own scar of shame as well. I mean, Aang literally says he needs to get his honor back in this episode. It's just like, stop stepping on Zuko's lines. (laughs) Um, That it just feels really great. And that this is where that, all that knot is, I think it's just really, really good. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's really good. And I really like it. And it's really thoughtful. And like Allison has said, 
the ways in which the, the show really continued was to respect its ch- child target audience enough to be like, yeah, shit's tough. Sometimes you got to grow up and give up your childish things. Because um, now you have to go fight a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Marcus says a live ad- a live action adaptation would have to stretch out the timeline, I think. It's much easier to keep animated characters the same age. Yeah. Just like for how long it would take to shoot these sequences. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, yes agreed um this guy says the windsurfing was incredible it's like yes he's cheating no we don't care this is so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, we heard from joel on twitter um who says thanks to the three of us for streaming in place who he's been listening to both lucifer and avatar music question when i hear the fire nation theme it reminds me of the uh, mo- motive from uranus the magician from holst's planet you think there's a connection and yes, definitely. Have you are you guys familiar with with this one? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so the the Fire Nation. I meant to mention it last time, but I forgot. The um, I've really enjoyed uh, and it, I've been noticing more of the music as throughout the run of the show. There have been certain moments where they've really leaned on it and allowed it to to open up and really um, have that like sweep and the drama of you know an adventure story kind of sound, um, which. Yes, that's an easy style of music to like, but I like it. I don't care that it's just, it's it's just like, they, they send the horns in you're, and you're like, yes, this is the Fire Nation, of course. It's an easy one for one, but it's effective for a reason. It's a cliche for a reason. It's because it's effective. But um, but no, the the motive for for um, Uranus and the, the, at least the, the opening of that movement and the Fire Nation theme are very similar, very similar feel um which i didn't connect until i listened to them side to side yep joel is right so thank you joel i hope you're enjoying season three uh marcus says i see how they are making parallels between ang and zuko and i'm like no keep ang away from that kind of angsty behavior yeah he's like he's got to be what 13 now he started out at 12 11 or 12 yeah it's only been like it can't have been that long no it's only been a like it's only been a couple of weeks he's had maybe a birthday Maybe. That's true. That's true. I because I keep forgetting that the the comet is coming that summer. So like, yeah. or it can't it can't be that long. Okay, never mind then. Um, in my head, he was like headed into like the teen years. But nope, um, it's it's still weird that he and him and Katara want to want to kind of kiss. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that another time. Smooches, 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 <laughs> smooches. I the thing I wanted to make sure we touched on is the Fire Nation. How do you guys feel about like I, I know we've gotten the flashback before, but what did you think of our first real glimpse of you know Zuko returning in victory? I thought the old ladies yelling were really scary and effective. Um, what, what did you guys think? I hate those old ladies. Yeah, I mean it's it's almost like wow, fascism is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have banners. <laughs> we stand in formations. We yell about death. It's great. Um, yeah, scary. Not not a place I'd like to go. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep that off my fictional tourism yeah. list. I don't have a fictional tourism list. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I think you know it's not subtle, uh, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be. It's effective. It, it makes it very clear exactly the sort of culture and um, ethos in which Zuko grew up and in which they're living. Um, and y- you can sort of understand <laughs> why Azula uh, has has thrived in that environment. Definitely. Marcus, Marcus says it makes me think of the, are we the 
baddies sketch, <laughs> which is just an all-time fave. That, that's Mitchell and Webb look, right? It's, I know it's Mitchell and Webb. I just don't remember which thing it's from. Um, listeners, if you don't know that sketch, it's about two Nazis looking in a, in a, in a trench or something. Look, and the one of them looking around, realizing that they all have skulls on their hel- helmets. It's like, wait, wait a second. Are we the bad guys? Uh, it's a very good sketch. Definitely agree. Yeah. Marcus. And they do drive that home. Um, I think the last sort of visual we should talk about is the Dai Li earthbending down the walls of Bossing Say, <sighs> which is just, I mean, I had completely forgotten about that. And I was just like, oh, right. I said the Dai Li were terrible. I forgot that they did this. Um, and just watching them do that and then having the Fire Nation troops march through um, quarters of Bossing Say, where we get quick glimpses of all our refugee friends slash residents of the Lower Ring. So we get Hope and her family. We get uh, Jin, or whatever her name was, who went on the date with Zuko in the cheese shop in the background. And it's just like, oh, right. All the people they left behind to now be occupied. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Um, which leads to the, the last thing. And for me, anyway, that I want Allison's take on is how quickly do you think that the Earth King is going to die? (laughs) (laughs) Traveling incognito with Bosco? I mean, I sort of assume the first time he falls asleep and Bosco is hungry that... That he, he's toast. I mean, oh, that's a bear. I almost spit out sh- my tea, Allison. Thank you. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't want you to waste your tea. What a terrible shame that would be. Um, yeah, I mean, so obviously sad. he's he's doomed. I'm glad that he gets to have a little adventure before um, he 100% just does himself in by walking off the edge of a cliff accidentally or by like. <laughs> By like eating an explosive, like he's he eats he's the one same of those. orchid that Iroh does and gets all of those all those all that totally rash. totally like he would definitely be like gee I wonder what this is and pick up some kind of weapon and it goes off in his face or like um, he's like oh fun a grenade like he's that guy um, or Bosco just gets hungry and it's like this has been fun but I'm but I'm hungry mm-hmm. and you look delicious. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's toast. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least he gets to go out experiencing the world for the first time in his life. Yeah. That'll be great, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had, uh, Marcus says, I'm wondering about uh, Longshot and Smellerby. Are we supposed to believe they died with Jet at Lake Laogai? And so that's why they're not with Hipsqueak and the Duke. Well, they had already separated earlier than that. But um, yeah, they... The show is very, um, like, they, normally they, I would expect them to include uh, Longshot and, and Smellerby in, like, like a crowd scene or something. They're, they're, the fact that they don't ever, so far, we have not seen them since that last, when they leave Jet and when he's dying, um, is unusual, I thought. What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, I assume that they're toast. I assume they went down defending Jet. Mm-hmm. as he was dying yeah. but it's on nickelodeon so <laughs> so we don't see that and so we don't Mar- see that and noel is drinking nice and long <laughs> i'm um, sorry it was so loud <laughs> yeah. i love smellerby uh i hope that that they made it out okay and that we meet up with them again but my hopes are not high mm-hmm. the uh 
back to the the walls. There is something, I mean, we talked about this in the Televerse at various points, Noel, but there is something that in how you're trained to watch TV, and it's different in animation, but it's still there as well, that when you, like, you get trained as a viewer that cast may change, but locations don't really, because they're expensive. <laughs> so, like, when a set is destroyed on a show um, in a permanent way, is really, really impactful. And um, there's a there's a meaningful set that gets burned down in The Vampire Diaries that comes to mind. Um, the series finale of uh, Adventure Time uh, comes to mind uh, as traumatizingly, like there's a thing that happens that I won't spoil. Um, so the walls of Ba Sing Se coming down like that, even though we've only spent a handful of episodes there, there, I, you know, even in, even in animation, right? They, there are certain things that tend to change and things that don't, and they spend all this money building what the the wall looks like, right? So to animate it coming down like that, it's um, it's really it's really impactful. Um, yeah. Well, and so, they did such a good job in the world building of telling us that Bossing Say was impenetrable, right? That it had never fallen. Um, everybody and was, like even before the war, right? You got the sense yeah. there was a long history. Yeah, it was. Everyone seems to view it as a safe haven. Um, from going back to season one, right? Like it's this yeah. um, sort of legendary place. So yeah, it was distressing and disconcerting and all kinds of other D words that mean upsetting mm-hmm. um, to watch those walls come down for sure. M- Marcus says it's nothing say now. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we have any final thoughts? Uh, Marcus or Scotty, if you have any things that you wanted to mention, go ahead and throw them in, in the chat. Otherwise, uh, Allison, you ready for the titles for the next yeah, two? Hit me. Let's do it. Okay. So for tomorrow, we're going to talk about episode two and episode three. Episode two is the headband. And episode three is The Painted Lady. Okay. Well, I'm assuming the headband is going to be about Aang and his identity and what it means for him to sort of hide who he is and fight all of the instincts that he so clearly has to just leap in and do whatever, which we've seen him do again and again and again. He's like, oh, I I think it might make strategic sense for people to not know that I'm the Avatar, but look at this thing I can do where I can turn air into a ball. Um, so <laughs> The marble thing. Look, guys. <laughs> look, look. Um so I assume that that's going to be a real struggle for him. But maybe in the parallel story, we'll also see Zuko taking up a new form of training. So he'll have to put on a headband and look like the Karate Kid. So maybe it'll mm-hmm. be a double headband. Yeah. I feel um, like there's a very, like, an 80s aesthetic could go with Zuko so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right? Like, he just, like a little sweatband, maybe. We could get some of these guys for him, the The, wrist wrist bracers. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, And then the painted lady, um, I mean, I hope that that means that it's going to be the Suki equivalent of Appa's Lost Days, only not as upsetting. Like, I hope that means that Suki's all right. Okay. Um, or the Kyoshi Warriors in general, I guess. Um, and if not that, maybe, I don't know, maybe they meet a, a nice tattooed lady who 
who gives Aang a new arrow somewhere, maybe? Okay. okay. Yeah. No, but I, um, oh, it looks like Marcus and I have the same guess. Yeah. Um, I hope that the painted lady is Suki and that she's all right. Uh, but mm-hmm. man, uh, this show has effectively trained me to not be too optimistic about anything. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we will find out tomorrow, everyone. Um, I didn't think there were any called it, right, for this episode. Not yet, right? Okay. Okay. Nothing yet. Okay. Well, more on that tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Very glad to be back to two episodes. Um, (laughs) And yeah. Scotty just gets to watch one episode. Yeah, Scotty watched ahead by accident. (laughs) Oh, Scotty, you watched ahead. Well, understandable. Yeah. Uh, Tom was... audibly frustrated when I was like, well, we have to stop now. He was like, why? It's like, well, it's just one episode a day. He was like, wait, wait, all weekend and now just one? Why? Because okay. now it's going to be two all the yeah. way until yep. it's four. Yeah. Are we going to do four in one episode? Yeah, because yeah, it's the, the finale is before Parter. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. intense. And yeah, fortunately, it's going to fall on a Monday, so it's going to be like a Sunday night. Or you could parse it out over the weekend if you want, right? So, yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's good. Scotty, it's maybe, we can, maybe we can bring my projector over to your backyard and we can watch it together from a responsibly socially distanced position. Hmm. <laughs> Very excited. Well, you'll have to let us know how that goes. But that will wrap up our conversation for today. So thank you to Scotty and Marcus and, and Keenan. And Keenan, any thoughts you want to share? Hi, Keenan. Keenan says, it was great, and I'm so worried and excited. So yeah, that seems about right. That's a pretty... That's, that's like, a really succinct way for yeah, like an entire half-hour conversation. Yeah, this 33-minute conversation distilled into one sentence. It was great, and I'm so worried and excited. Thank you. That's all I have to say now. That's I'm, Very good. Tomorrow, you'll just say, welcome to Streaming in Place. It was great, and I'm so worried and excited. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> like that. Like that. Well, <laughs> until then. Bye. 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 <laughs>